Hi, welcome to Trailing Rainbows. My name is Bo. If this is the first time we've met, welcome. It's a tiny bit cramped, but we'll make room. September 2nd. Dear Mom, Meg sent me an email the other day asking me to let her know if I get anywhere near Tucson again. So I called her last week and asked if she'd like to meet at the Carlsbad Caverns National Park. Of course, she's up for anything. I stopped in Roswell on my way south and checked out the International UFO Museum. I still can't decide if I think aliens exist, but I suppose my belief won't make or break reality. They also have an antique carousel, which was really fun and reminded me of the one I checked out in Albany, Oregon. I think it's so cool how people have carved these animals for decades, and there's enough love for the history of it that their restoration is taking place. The one in Albany has so many different mythological creatures, as well as regular animals. I think my favorite at the Roswell Historic Carousel was the swan. Remember when I was so scared to get on the carousel when I was little because for a few brief moments I couldn't see you and Dad? It seems silly now, of course, but at the time it was just long enough I wasn't sure you'd still be there when I came around. Nothing made me happier than you both getting on the ride with me. Roswell has really played on the whole 1947 UFO crash thing. It's fascinating to see how they've used an event that truly may not have even happened to make their town into a tourist area. It takes smart people to successfully do that. From Roswell, I drove south and found a camping spot not too far from the Carlsbad Caverns. I have a few rougher clothes that I use for hiking more difficult terrain and a backpack, but I had to acquire a headlamp. I also picked up some trail mix and other easy-to-pack snacks before... Meg showed up to walk through the caverns with me. I realized as soon as we came up to the entrance that a headlamp was completely unnecessary. If I'd researched it more thoroughly, I would have realized that it's enough of a tourist trap that I didn't need snacks at all. We started with the longer of the two routes available, and it took about two hours, since we spent most of the time talking, as well as enjoying the scenery. I read on the website that Will Rogers called it the Grand Canyon with a roof over it. It was just as spectacular as his quote suggests. They even have an old rope ladder from the people who explored it in 1924. It was also big enough that it didn't trigger any claustrophobia in either Meg or me, thank goodness. After the longer route, we decided to check out the natural entrance trail. It's quite a bit shorter, but shows how the original explorers made their way to the big room. I think I'm going to keep my eyes open for slightly less tourism-linked caves to explore. The few times we went to spring caves when I was younger stick in my mind as the epitome of a fun adventure, and I'd like to try that again. With an experienced guide, of course. I'm not stupid. Meg and I had a hot shower at the campground and then went out for dinner. We found an amazing little brew pub with the best pizza I've had in months, and the beer they brew there is legendary. Meg has caught me up on her and Tom and all their plans. I guess they've got their house mostly packed for the move to Salem. 
I hope she won't be too sad to lose the tan complexion she's taken for granted all her life. Somehow, she seems less pushy now. Maybe it's the result of the friendship we've been building over the last few months. Or the fact that we walked around a cave for about three hours this afternoon. But she's quieter than she was in Tucson. A bit more contemplative, and it's endeared her to me. Not that I didn't care about her before. But I feel so much closer to the Meg who is now sprawled across my bed, taking all the room except where I'm sitting cross-legged with Key snuggled next to me. Meg noticed him as something different when she followed me into the trailer and collapsed on the bed, but she didn't say anything. Maybe she's aware that I need an emotional support stuffed animal. She told me she was going to get a hotel, and since I thought that was ridiculous, I told her she could stay with me if she didn't mind cramped quarters. I had forgotten how tall she is. Mom, it's the first time since I left San Jose, and Donovan and Dara that I'm parked for the night with someone who cares about me, and knows where I am, and is in reaching distance. So I don't care that I'll probably not sleep tonight. I'm too grateful to have a human being with me. I'm grateful to have Meg with me and her surprising friendship. She helps me miss you a tiny bit less. I love you. Bo. We caught sight of the cutest little cafe, all blue paint and white trim, on our way through town, and we've decided to go there for breakfast and coffee in the morning. New Mexico has been, altogether, a positive experience. Also, it occurred to me today while talking to Meg that I never thought of getting in touch with Neil while I was in Colorado. Maybe that's all the sign I needed. Meanwhile, Meg is horrified that I've not opened the hexaflexagon from Jasper. She begged me to let her open it and promised not to tell me what was in it. Her eyes got wide when she read it, then she folded it back the way it was and placed it back in the shoebox. All she said was I would enjoy it when I read it. Now I'm more curious than I was before. It's time for sleep. But it's hard to waste any of this precious time with another human who knows me. At least we're both here for another day. Thank you for listening to Trailing Rainbows. All credit for the original story inspiration goes to Sarah Scott. If you're interested in hearing what other characters have to say and learning about other bonus content, please follow Bethany Jean Author on Facebook or check out my website at bethanygenemedia.com. If you want to learn more about Bo and who she will become, please follow Bo Harris on Facebook. <laughs>